What's going on, web slingers and future seers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Cinemates Podcast. I'm Mike Jose Collins, and joined with me today is, as always, Jake Schultz from the future. Uh, I wish I was from the past to go back where I didn't watch Madam Web, actually, uh, because I'm depressed, Mike. How about you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good, you know. I, I enjoyed my uh, my time with Madam Web, but we're here to talk about, obviously, the new movie from Sony Pictures, uh, the new superhero movie in there, Sony Universe. Madam Web with Dakota Johnson and uh, Sydney Sweeney's in this one. But why don't you give us a synopsis of... Uh, Madam Web. I guess I can do that. Uh, this is the newest Sony Marvel film, Madam Web. Cassandra Webb is a New York City paramedic who starts to show signs of clairvoyance. Forced to f- confront revelations about her past, she must protect three young women from a mysterious adversary who wants them dead. Woo. Um, okay, I'm going to start off because... I'm probably going to come in slightly more hot than a lot of other people because this Sony universe is the absolute definition of what an absent of failure looks like in the Hollywood system. It's what happens when you set, have a bunch of executives that get together and go, look, we have the rights to this characters. We have the rights to this universe and we need to do everything in our power to just hold on to them. Because when we don't make movies, that's when we don't get to keep those rights anymore. And for the past five years now, since Venom, Sony has think tried to think of different ways to continuously pump out Spider-Man-less films. So Venom came out. People were a little bit mixed on it. Since then, it's gotten a bit more of a cult following, which led to Venom 2, which seem to lean into that goofiness a bit more. But outside of those, you have some of the other ones. You got the Morbius, which came out two years ago, which not a lot of people liked, myself included. You have now Madam Web, which came out to critical acclaim. Just kidding. It has been slandered nonstop since its release. You had them trying to think of other films to make, like El Muero, which if you don't know who that name is, You probably shouldn't because he was a one-off Spider-Man character and they cast Bad Bunny in that to make the same movie over and over and over again. That movie gracefully has been canceled. But you have Craven the Hunter, which the trailer came out, and that is also coming out this year. And then you got Venom 3, which is coming out this year. So needless to say, Sony doesn't really care is kind of where I'm trying to get at. And this is no, no different. Madam Web is the epitome of laziness. It's the epitome of stupidity and of a studio that doesn't actually care about what they're putting out and just want to put as much crap in front of the screen as low brow that it could be with terrible scripting, bad acting, nothingness of a film, nothing of, of a plot, and genuinely ending with you sitting and thinking, what's the point? Why did I sit through this? I have felt that now four times watching these Sony movies. All four times, I thought, what are the point of that we're actually doing here? And Madam Web is literally no different, and it might be the worst out of all of them. So that's going to be my first opener, because I have a lot more to say. Uh, I didn't like this movie, if you can't tell. I'm very over Sony's antics, and I think it's disgusting that the live action is killing all of the good faith that I've earned from them with their animation. Because the night and day difference, I, it's brutal, man. It, it's tough to sit through. I, I, I can't believe 
that this does. The same studio, the Spider-Verse studio, and whatever the hell this Spider-Man list films, these are. Uh, it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't really disagree with much with you. Uh, Cassandra Webb is a New York met- metropolis paramedic who begins to demonstrate signs of clairvoyance. Forced to challenge revelations about her former, she needs to safeguard three young women from a deadly adversary who wants them destroyed. Uh, there's no plot to this movie. Nope. <laughs> it really is not really a good movie. I think when we talk about movies, it's safe to say that you're more interested in, in the filmmaking side of things, and I'm more interested in, in maybe entertainment, but we both agree on uh, what makes movies good. You know, there's things that we could both, I think we both have a pretty abundant knowledge on. Like when it comes to storytelling, what a good script is, uh, when it comes to acting, those are th- things that uh, we, we could agree on or disagree on, but we, we both know that those are pretty universal aspects that make a good movie uh, a movie. This movie had none of those. <laughs> this movie uh, was quite possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It is genuinely so horrible so painful to watch there are just things in this that you are so not you're you're not really confused by anything you're more so confused by how it was made we we were talking about coyote versus acme and how like what's the whole situation with that that's not coming out but how is this movie allowed to be put into theaters this was uh one of the worst movie going experiences i've ever seen this is uh quite undoubtedly one of the worst movies of the past decade i think the razzie awards found their winner already uh so why don't we talk a little bit about what made this movie so bad i'll I'll go first here you i mean you kind of touched on it the script what is the script i just watched uh the beekeeper and that was clearly like half written by ai but it kind of worked because it was just exactly what you were expecting madam webb i don't think this was written by ai i think this was written by just an idiot or somebody who's just like, here, take this amount of money. I don't care what you give me back. And they spent maybe 30 minutes writing down the plot of what this movie was going to be. Because this is terrible. The so, lines in this thing are so bad. It, it, it's frustrating to actually listen to or to watch this. Yeah. The writers of this film is the writers of Morbius. So they I don't know how they got another movie. Sony read the script of Morbius and said, yep, you did exactly what we want you to do. Come back for another round. Do you want me to run through the films that this duo have written together? Oh, just give you a little bit of a rundown. The Last Witch Hunter, the lovely Vin Diesel film that came out. You got Gods of Egypt, everyone's favorite film. You have Dracula Untold, Power Rangers, the 2017 Morbius, and now Madam Web which might be an all-time list of just pathetic outcomes of films that I've seen. I, you know, I liked 2017 Power Rangers. I thought that okay. there was a little bit of fun in that. Gods Regard- of Egypt had some interest- interesting things in it. The scripts and all those. Those are bad. not necessarily good scripts. And the bouncing between the characters in here are so uncomfortable because it feels like they've just met each other for the first time every time they're in a scene with each other. And when... There's a period where Madame Web goes off to the Amazon for some reason, which we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, and then it's just the three girls riffing as they're trying to go into this diner that's literally like 50 feet from the, the abandoned woods, first of all. Who puts a diner in the abandoned woods? Is that normal? I don't know if that's I know, a normal that thing so or not. That was so strange. 
but they're in they're having these conversations and they're so clearly written by someone that's not human i'm sorry i'm not putting it to these people's names there's no way there is no way that someone in their studio was writing the script and said oh you know what would be great the second madam web walks away that we turn around and go i know taekwondo just randomly throwing that bar out there I, I I can't I can't believe like like I I refuse to believe that there was an actual filler and like just know where these actors were like reading this and like oh this makes sense it must have been editing man they must have cut so much from this movie because the editing in this is genuinely so terrible that I have to believe that something when it came down to the script it doesn't make any sense half of these conversations clearly they did because did you see the villains dialogue the vi- oh, okay well the villain we'll get to man that is. Like, quite possibly the worst villain I've ever seen. No, but in a you movie talk about ever. bad editing. Tahir Rahim, like, this is not someone Ugh. that's like, he's had like a pretty well known career. He's not just like this, this random guy that grabbed from the street. If you are watching his lips through this movie, he's not saying what's coming out of his mouth. It's all ADR. And Sony didn't care at all to even hide the editing behind that. They were just straight up like, you know what? We're going to let him just deliver these li- these ADR lines over and over again. Yeah. And his mouth is not going to match the dialogue. And it's the entire film. Every single word that comes out of his mouth is just not what he's saying. That's extremely lazy. There's also another editing where a pigeon flies into the, <laughs> the hotel or the room and she screams. And then it cuts to a different shot and she screams again. Like there's literally a pause and then she screams twice. Like it's the epitome of lazy. It's ridiculous. I don't get how they keep getting away with that. It's brutal editing. Yeah, it, it was genuinely atrocious. The villain is like, it's hard to blame him because because the voice was so off, but also oh, his performance God. was genuinely so terrible. And like, the acting in this isn't good actors fighting with a bad script. It's actors completely checked out who are just there for the money. They do not care what they're doing. And it is no. so sad. And it, we've talked about Sydney Sweeney's track lists or track record when it comes to movies. And this is just an absolute another boss for her she i i don't know what what the hell is she doing she needs a new agent or something half of these movies are so terrible and in this movie it might be her worst one yet because i don't i don't i didn't understand any character let alone hers but hers made absolutely no sense to me and there's this one scene uh, speaking of the diner scene where she starts to uh, her friend starts taking her top off and you're like okay i guess this is what we're just going to get in every cine sweeney movie but okay you know people are going to be excited about this one and then they come back and they're just dancing on the diner did she take her, her shirt off? I, nothing. Why did they do that? I, I, the editing is so weird in this. Anyway, it's just crap. Everybody in this movie was crap. Everybody involved in this movie was crap. Everybody who was who decided to market this movie the way that they marketed it is so yeah, crap. It's just an just, absolutely disaster. It's a lie. They flat out lied to people. This is not a superhero movie. I don't even know what it is. Is it an action thriller? Not really because it's just boring 90% of the time. There's no action also in it aside from fireworks for the third act, which might be a candidate for one of the worst third acts I've ever seen in my life. I'm not going to lie. It's got to be up the product placement as well. Like I should be opening up a Pepsi right now because I'm kind of thirsty after watching Madam Web. I don't know why. Yeah, I know the Pepsi was nuts. I, I don't know why we need so many like backstory movies anymore. I thought we got rid of that when it came to superhero movies. The, the, the whole buildup to this didn't need to happen. We didn't need half of these characters in this movie. You could have li- literally eliminated anybody from this movie and it would have been the same movie. You could have gotten rid of Madam Web and it would have been the same movie. This movie was just, it was just painful to get through. 
All right, let's get into a little bit of spoiler talk because I, I, there, no one cares. No one, literally, not a single person out here is going to see in this movie. Anyways, it bombed already within its first two days, eight million dollars. Like it's, it's another bomb, which I, I want to get to a little bit later. But let's go into some of the spoilers here because uh, some of the decisions that this film takes, uh, I, I genuinely was couldn't believe. Um, so <laughs> the first, this film starts off with. Madam Webb's mom in the Amazon forest, which everyone knows from the memed about line. Oh, it was in the forest of the Amazon forest before my mom died. She, that line's not also in the film. That's classic Sony. That's classic. Just constantly lying in their marketing. That line's not in the film, but she is basically betrayed by the evil villain Sims. And she is saved by <laughs> Peruvian spider people who pick her up. And in the craziest editing possible, run across the trees with her in the hands. And she look, they look like they're flying. And then they give birth to her child, Madam Web, in a pond with a spider. And the spider bites into her. And she moans like she's literally just had the best sex of her life. And then it cuts to Madam Web being a paramedic with Ben Parker. Which, yeah... Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. This film in 2003, Ben Parker apparently was married to May, and May is pregnant. Who is the kid? Well, we don't really know because they don't say the name and they make fun jokes about that twice in the film that, oh, we never actually hear the name. And that's supposed to be Peter Parker. But right there, immediately, Sony, just being as stupid as it is, inserted Ben and May and Peter into this story in a story that didn't matter at all their inclusion in this film lit- why are they here why are they in this movie aside from fan service because they have no actual <laughs> they have no semblance in this plot at all why like no. there's no reason even for that their existence. even the actors i feel like oh we just need two more uh celebrities to be in this movie it's they emma roberts and adam scott it, two it's... good actors to play nothing characters with nothing lines the entire time yeah like what are, what's the point? Why are they in this movie? The whole third act was apparently structured around them trying to give birth to Peter, which came out of nowhere because it wasn't really set up aside from a throwaway line that she was due in pregnancy soon. And then they're in a car and then they're stopped by the evil Spider-Man and then they get out of the car and then they just go to the hospital and give birth. I was like, what? why? Why did we need to see all of those sequences? Because it didn't matter. None of it actually mattered to the plot at all. So, uh, yeah, that that was the first part when I heard that it was Ben because they were really secretive about who it actually was. And I was like, oh, God, they're doing it. Why are they doing this? They can't name Peter because they don't have the rights for Spider-Man. They can't do that. Uh, yeah, that that was quite pointless. Emma Roberts, I mean, get that bag, though. She was in like two scenes maybe in this movie. Like, I, I, I didn't even know she was going to be in this movie. Actually, I think... I think I might have been mentioned to me, but I totally forgot and was watching. I was like, why is Emma Roberts just in this movie as, wait, is this like a main Spider-Man character? Oh, what the hell? Aunt May? Which, first of all, why is May and Ben giving birth to Peter? I don't know. Maybe it's not Peter. I never said Peter. It's an alternate universe to the Sony universe, which also just writes this whole movie pointless why are we dissecting the way that you don't have to dissect so many stuff like this it's just dumb man 
It's so stupid. I, there's no intentions with this movie when it comes to actually making a cohesive story. Like, Madam Web, you don't really care about why she got the powers. It's not really explained well, aside from she got a bite, and now all of a sudden, like, 30 years later, she can do these powerful things. Like, it's not really explained why that happened, aside from a few flashbacks and flash-forwards, which, like, also... There's no villain intentions with the flash forwards. They just kind of show one thing. We don't know why the villain exists. We don't know what he does. We don't know what his job is. But he saw these three girls. So he's like, I got to kill them now. And then that's how they bring in those three girls, which don't have superpowers. I'm going to use all my money. Yeah. Okay. But where's the money come from? Are you like a bad guy? Do you do bad stuff? They have like the evil person behind the computer who they just don't really explain anything. Like nothing is explained. He like plays with a spider in his place. And we're like, why is he doing this? We don't know anything about what he's doing. There's no motivations for literally any character in this. And they just never set stakes in this movie to have you care about anybody anybody involved in this yeah i it's just it, i've gone to the point where i'm just like so mentally done with anything that sony's coming out like this made morbius look like the the magnum opus of cinema uh, like it's it's not even night and day different like i morbius was not really that fun but th- it was at least like kind of sit like you could kind of watchable it was just like okay like it's pretty stupid but this is like the whole different level of just lazy uh it's characters like the three girls they're all capable isabella merced just got cast in the last of us part two like they're all very capable actors but they all put them down to three simple characteristics you got the shy girl you have the smarky girl and then you have the smart girl and there's nothing more to them they all play their roles fine like it's it's just fine but they don't actually like they don't have a character they're not characters and then all of this marketing showing that they're the three spider women it's just not ever talked about they're just like they have the vision of like you're going to be you're gonna be super powered you're gonna be special in the future but that no one cares because they're not actually diving into these characters aside from learning cpr that's the only time they try to do something which like did the american like health people did they just like sponsor this film was like we got to do cpr we got to teach everyone cpr because the only thing i took away from this movie is that cpr saves literally everything regardless of what happens <laughs> that's your number one goal is cpr there's like five different scenes that like genuinely don't end of people giving cpr to each other and it always works though it always it always like there's never fails always 100 percent. yeah uh, so there's a scene where um she lets a truck driver like an ambulance driver drive into a truck yeah did she did she kill him by like trying to stop him i think so damn She's she's not a very good superhero. Are they heroes? Uh, That's the thing. Like, are these? I don't know. They're not superheroes. Why are we supposed to care about them? They're not. They never saved anybody. They didn't. Well, it's because it's because their parents are away. That's that's the only reason we have to care about them. Their parents are on vacation or something. Oh god. Do we want to get into the third act and how this film culminates on a Pepsi? Sure. Drop it. So. The the final act, like I mentioned, with the car chase, which would have been a better film if this film was literally around that these four people were trying to protect Peter Parker while he gets born because he's the future, would have been a way better film. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, instead, we get the evil Spider-Man who looks like Peter Parker. Like The suit is basically identical to Peter Parker, but he's just, it's a black suit and he's got some weird lines around it. Is being chased, he's chasing the four girls through a Pepsi factory 
And then they get to the top and it's just nonstop fireworks for like 10 minutes straight. And she go, the three girls are off the side. It's like, oh, you got to, you got to make a decision. You can't save all three at once. And she's like, bet. And she just decides to morph into <laughs> three different people to save them from off the building. And then the evil Spider-Man gets crushed by the big P on the Pepsi because get it? Pepsi's the best drink in the world. And not only that, Madame Webb gets hit off it. And then she starts drowning because by another letter. And then she gets a firework in the face. And that firework blinds her. But you know what saves her? The power of CPR and friendship. But she's blind now because she's the Madam Web that we know. And then she ends up in a wheelchair for some reason. And then she can guess chicken, rice, food with Sydney Sweeney going, how did you know? Ha 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 ha. And then it has a Just bad like Daredevil, sense. baby. Oh, Being blind, uh, being blind increases your powers. Ends on a very nice song. Did you know that they reused the same shot from the original 20, 2002 Spider-Man movie of the, the building going upwards? Stop, bro. They reused the exact same shot in this movie for its final oh, montage brother. sequence. All right. I mean, what else do you really want us to say about this movie? Don't go see it. It's got bad uh, suits. The, the costume design, when you see them in there, looks pretty bad. I think they might be generally some of the worst comic book suits I've ever seen. It's tough to review this, to be honest. It is. It's, it, just, it's very scrambled, it's but honestly, water. they don't. People don't deserve our proper thoughts because Sony didn't put that much effort into this. It's just, it's, it's pathetic, man. It, it's downright. It's like a scam. It feels like a scam. Like there are so many better things that you can do than save your money on a movie like this and going out, like because things are. It's not cheap. Movies aren't cheap. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Like it's. This is not what you want to be spending your money on. They don't deserve it. No one has any idea what they're setting up. I'm not excited for Craven because it just feels like they're trying to keep their rights and just trying to keep these movies floating. And it's disgusting. And I would love for them to just give the rights back to Marvel Studios already. Like, enough. Just can this stuff. Stop making it happen. And I feel bad for everyone who's involved in it. I feel bad for the writers. I feel bad for the director because this is a first-time director as well. Like, she was a she's a respected director in the television world. She's directed an episode of Succession. She's directed Game of Thrones. Like this is not a nobody director. And then she's been thrown into the cog of the system of Hollywood of this crappy Sony system of them going, "Hey, we're gonna get you, make you to change all this, all these visions that you want to do." Yet no, you can't do any of that. We're gonna just make you make this film that means nothing. And she has to go okay because it's a first time film director, and she's that's what you got to do nowadays. And it's it's disgusting. It's shady. I give it. 0.5 stars like this is the lowest movie i've rated in a long long time it's it's a disgusting movie there is nothing that i got out of here that was enjoyable it was yeah sure you laugh sometimes at the bad dialogue like when he goes oh it's some type of spider person like just horrible horrible like that you can't help but laugh at but it's just it's a waste of time i got nothing good out of this movie and all I learned is that Spider-Man just cultural appropriated his suit from a bunch of Peruvians in the forest. So I gave it 0.5 stars. I thought it was terrible. Uh, I'm curious about your letterboxed score because everything that you're saying, and I feel like you're gaslighting me again, uh, is that you hated this movie, but you gave it a positive score on letterboxed. I did. Uh, is this a bad movie? Yes. It's one of the worst movies ever made, I'd say. Does anybody give a good performance in this? No. Is the script bad? Yes. Is the editing terrible? Yes. Is the, is the directing pretty bad? I know you're hyping her up, but it was pretty rough. And she's involved in a lot of this. This is uh, one of the worst movies ever made, I'd actually say. 
there's something about it when you understand the celebrity zeitgeist and when you're when you're in the formula of celebrity knowledge uh and understanding who people are watching dakota johnson stumble her way through this press tour basically not caring and then watching the movie and seeing that she also did not care it's pretty badass there's something about watching her in this movie that you're like wow i want to be her that is so cool she gives one of the worst performances i've ever seen and it feels like you ever you ever remember when you're in school and like somebody's really just stumbling through a presentation but they're like with their buddy or something and they're just having a good time and you're like oh it's a pretty rough presentation. It reminds me of that, except in those circumstances, you're getting secondhand embarrassment. And in this, I was just like, get that bag. Go get that bag. Everybody involved in this movie, Sidney Sweeney, Emma Roberts, Adam Scott, go get that bag. Because this was horrible. One of the worst movies ever. I kind of had a good time. I kind of enjoyed the movie a little bit. Once you're about five minutes in, after that first scene, you're like, this is horrible. This is one of the worst movies ever. And then it just takes you on a ride, and it never fails to kind of seem like it's going to be good. It just absolutely plummets and plummets and plummets and plummets. Listen, don't waste your money on this movie. Don't go watch this movie. Even if you're at home, it's not even a movie that I'm like, oh, put that on. No. But to the people who watched this movie, good for you. You succeeded. You did something. And to the people who understand this movie, one of us, man. One of us. I, Listen, I and an actual rating, probably half a star. Okay, there you go. That's all I my experience. To my experience with the movie, three stars. That's fine. Okay, I'll take that. I will take you saying verbally that it is a half star movie. I will not take that it is a three star. That's fine. If you have an experience that's like that, sure. But I don't want to misinterpret people. I don't want people to go out there and literally be like, spend your money. No, no, it's no, no. Not worth don't, it. don't, don't go see the movie. It's, it's a horrible movie. And I'm like, it will be, it will be forgotten about. It will be forgotten about in, in a week. I'm always the number one guy of like, go see this in the movies, go see this in the movies, go see this in the movies. Like, no, literally stay away from it. It's just, it's not worth your time. Don't give Sony your money. They don't deserve it. And when you talk about like the theatrical market is going to keep failing, it's because of things like this, man. Like, like, I don't know. People just can't keep getting away with this. We can't let studios constantly put out this garbage and think that it's okay. And I'm glad people aren't because like, who is this actually for? Like, it's not for the actors. It's not for the people that are making this movie. It's not for the audience. And it's really not for Sony, aside from them keeping their rights, because they're not making money. The last two movies have bombed, and Craven the Hunter will probably also bomb. The only reason Venom won't is because Venom is beloved, and people love Tom Hardy. But, like, who is this for? Who does this serve? This doesn't serve anything, aside from making me mad. <laughs> it genuinely doesn't serve anything. And God bless Keep the Keep those MCU. rights, man. God Keep bless those the rights. We've, been, we've, we've seen this for so long. Fanta- when that Fantastic Four movie with Miles Teller, just to keep the rights. It's, it's all just to keep the rights. It's cra- like as much as like the rightful criticism that the MCU deserves recently for their lack of effort in films. At least they're never like this. Like, no, this you're is wrong. Just I gotta up. tell you, man, this movie. Your reaction to this movie is how most people feel about superhero movies now. 
That's what they all feel like. That's now. not true. They're all that bad. No, They're it not. is true, dude. They're not. It's one hundred percent true. I can see a little more effort put into it, but it gives me the same reaction. Like this is just stupid. The scripts are so bad now. Nobody tries. Like the, the actors aren't even acting. They're just doing I'm going to be superhero now. Like it's the same thing. I just I just it just blows my mind that this is the same studio that does Spider Verse. I, I don't know what Yeah, that I, that is shocking. I don't I don't know where the difference is. Is it because that they trust Lord and Miller? Is that it? Like is that like the only reason they'll give them creative rights, but they won't give any other person creative rights at all to make a movie? Like Venom keeps getting shuffled around from director to director. They had David Fleischer on it, they had Andy Serkis, and now a script writer is directing the third movie. Like I I don't I don't what's the difference? Why don't they want to at least put in any semblance of effort into these movies if you're going to actually put in effort into your animation side. It doesn't make sense. I don't I don't know where that weird disconnect is. Make the movie keep the characters for the animated movies later? Are they going to keep the rights for that much longer though? Like I I want at some point I Yeah, want dude, to they're just... going to keep they're going to keep those rights. Disney should just pull the hammer. They're not letting Tom Holland appear in this franchise. I'm sorry, they're not going to. They they're not going to everyone thinks that like they're going to let Andrew Garfield come back in. They're going to let, oh, maybe Tobey Maguire will come back. Maybe Tom Holland will cross over. No, it's not happening. You don't think that Kevin Feige is watching these movies and going, why the hell would I let these guys come into these movies? I'm not letting that happen anymore. I think maybe there would have been a chance with Venom because people like, like I said, they enjoy Venom for what it is because it is more goofy. <laughs> Venom's terrible, though. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm I agree. Sorry, Venom's I also a bad movie. I don't like the Venom movies, but there's people out there that enjoy the camp side. I think the first movie is terrible. I think the third, the second movie is a bit more fun because it leans into the goofy romantic comedy side. But they're not good movies. But yeah. they're just. And they're- by the way, Madam Web is also as my, I love camp and I love the stupid nuance of that type of stuff. It's, it's not none, none of that is in this movie. No, it's they're not going for camp at all. They're going for straight serious films, and it's not a straight serious film in the slightest. It's I yeah I, I'm I'm done talking about it. I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. It, it, we've already given it like thirty minutes of airtime. I don't think it deserves any more airtime. Yeah, I think this is going to be rough. firmly at the bottom of my list at this year. I I don't go out looking for bad movies to watch. We jet, like contrary to popular belief. We're not trying to be reviewing bad movies. This is... I know. 2024 has had a really bad start. Between this and Argyle, it's not a... The, the box office is suffering for a reason because there's just really nothing out there right now. Dune's going to be... Uh, <laughs> trying to be the savior of the box office. I, I, I need Dune to come, like, now. Yeah, and it's getting, like... People are raving about it, man. I, I'm, st- I'm super stoked for Dune, but... Yeah. Should be. It looks good. All right, we want to do a little yeah, bit. Let's of quick... close. Let, yeah, let's close the chapter on Madam Web for the final time here. Uh, three yeah. star, three star review from me. So that is a uh, half stars for both of us. Actually, don't watch. <laughs> don't watch Madam Web. The, not at all. Do you want to do a little bit of Cine News? Let's do it. This is Cine News. All right, we got to continue some Marvel talk because really the biggest thing that came out this week was the Fantastic Forecast. It's been rumored for a long time. This has been in and out of production for a while at Marvel with different directors coming in. John Watts at one point was supposed to direct it. Now it's Matt Shackman and has officially been revealed as a rebrand from Fantastic Four to the Fantastic Four with a 60s setting with the cast as Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, 
Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm, and Ebon Moss Bachrach as The Thing. As well, there has been a lot of more reports with the rumors of who the big boss is going to be in this. Is it going to be Doom? Is it going to be someone else? It is going to be Galactus at the time of this recording. That is what the big rumor is. And Javier Bardem is circled as the guy for that role. So I know you're not really into Marvel at the time, but I know you like a lot of these actors. So what do you think about the whole decision of this being a period piece in the 60s and this being with the cast that it is with some up and comers in there as well as some old favorites? It's interesting. I, I like the setting. I, I even like the little art that they put out. I think it's the cast art. is actually, I think it's pretty solid. I, you don't really want these big A-list celebrities in here. You want people to sort of get some newcomers and some newbies in there. But Pedro Pascal, I think, is a really good ad. I don't necessarily see him as, uh, what's his, Dr. Reed? Reed Richards? Reed Richards. I don't either. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really see that. But I really like the uh, cousin as, as the thing. I think that's going to be pretty good. I don't know about Eddie as Johnny Storm. Yeah, that's the, not, I think that's not a big fan of that one. Hesitation is I like we've seen him in one thing and I felt like as much as everyone loves Eddie in Stranger Things, I was never that high on him. And I thought that his charisma was like, as I like to call forced charisma, where he's just kind of like you're forced to like that character a lot. Yeah, but he's being cast in a lot of stuff like he's got a quiet place day one coming up later this year. And he's also in Gladiator 2. So there's clearly something that people are seeing. So maybe we'll see it a little bit more this year before we can like, but I, I am a little bit more hesitant and he is the one I agree though. Cousin, like that is a great casting. I, th- uh, I think that's nail- nailing the cast. Uh, and you know, I'm, you know, Lizzie Kirby, like could be something who knows. Uh, but I think anything to get me to buy back into MCU would be their best villain. And that's Dr. Doom. And if he's not going to be in this, then I'm still not really sold, but I do. I, do, I think the, I, the concept could be cool, but I mean like they've also done period pieces before. Uh, WandaVision and stuff like that and it's just it hasn't really worked for me it's not very good to me personally but I mean like if you're a superhero fan and you don't trust the MCU right now I think that's a pretty big step for them to try to get you hooked back in I agree next up on here is there's been a lot of controversy with Roadhouse coming out next month with Doug Lyman being very vocal about the film not being put out in theatrical market and jake gyllenhaal also speaking out about that and then amazon has apparently countered that by saying that doug lyman and jake gyllenhaal had the option to make the roadhouse remake for 60 million dollars and get a theatrical release or take 85 million and go streaming only and they chose the latter so who's lying here damn i like this someone's okay that's kind of fun yeah that's kind of fun i'm okay with that like who knows I, I, okay, I, like, we haven't seen the movie yet, but why did they choose the eighty-five million over sixty million? Like, what was so crucial for them to get it? Was it filming the UFC scenes itself? Like, where was that disconnect? I, if you were to if you were to hedge your your bets, who do you think is the one line? Is it the studio or is it the creator? I think it might be the creator. Really? You think Doug Lyman yeah. is? I mean, listen, I don't want to trust the big studio, but like. That's kind of fishy. It's kind of interesting. For $85 million, yeah, what do they need the money for? It's got to be Conor McGregor's bill. <laughs> like, it probably is. Or UFC? Because UFC seemed pretty generous. They were. It's they the were same giving. thing that like F1's been doing, too, with Joseph Kaczynski, Brad Pitt's film coming out later this year. Like They were generous letting them film... 
during a lot of their Grand Prix. A lot of a lot of sports are MLB will give you NHL. They, which they I think it's a good. I remember thing. it was a. I don't remember which movie. It might have been a Ben Affleck movie or Jake Gyllenhaal movie or something. And then they stopped like it was the end of the Bruins Bruins game. They said, "Everybody, could you please stay in your seats?" And then everyone just did it. It's like the NHL was like, "Oh, we'll we'll give you that stuff." So that's interesting. Maybe they just pocketed that money. Do we think that they're actually going to show up for press, or are they just going to boycott their own movie? I think Jake Gyllenhaal might. Who's the Who's the movie? It's Amazon. Is it Who's the the company? It's Amazon. Amazon funded the it's whole. Just movie. Amazon. Yeah. There's nothing else. No. It's going out just on Amazon. It's not going theatrical. Because Jake Gyllenhaal has been a bit of a sellout. Like he'll take money for from different companies and he'll do like whatever. So we might do the press conference. I could see him actually doing it. Guess we will see. Yeah, I know you're excited about this one. The White Lotus season three has begun filming. This is uh, right about the time that season two started filming two years ago, meaning that it's right on track for its release date later this fall. The full cast for now has been revealed and I can read the following is Natasha Rothwell, Carrie Coon, Walton Goggins, Jason Isaacs, Parker Posey, Sam Navola, Patrick Schwarzenegger, Michelle Monaghan, Amy Lou Wood, and Black Pink's Lisa. What do you think of the cast for season three, which will be in Thailand? Listen, man, we've talked about Walton Goggins. You're not a fan. I, especially with the white Lotus man, like, it's something you want good, good-looking people to look at, and I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it with that guy's face in this TV show, man. But you know, I'm excited. It's, it's always good. Mike White's awesome, so uh, I'm excited. I was kind of hoping for a little more bigger celebrities, but you know, I think it's a pretty popular show, and it might build somebody. And I'm, I'm always down to build, build up a celebrity into something else. So, I mean, I'm not super stoked on it. I wasn't really like ecstatic about it, but I'm just glad it's filming. I'm glad we're going to get one soon. Mike White has uh, teased what the film of the season is going to be about because if you watch The White Lotus, you know that they're very much built around separate themes. The first one was a satirical look at money. The second one was sex. And this one is being dubbed a satirical and funny look at death and Eastern religion and spirituality. Eat, pray, love vibes. As a big spirit guy from you, I'm sure that makes you a little bit more excited. Big spirit? Yeah, you love your Christian movies. <laughs> I do love Christian movies. You're a big fan All of right. them Christian movies. <laughs> move on, move on. Uh, that's it. That's really, there's not been too that's much. That's all the synonyms? There's another Joker 2 news. Like they're saying it might be a musical, might not be a musical. And if it's not a musical, like what are they actually doing? Because that's Wait, the only it reason I'm excited. Be? Yeah, they said yeah. it's a lot of music. They said there's also oh. not a lot of music, so I don't really know where they're going with that. I feel like they should. Kind of only wanted to see it because it was a musical. I think that's what everyone wanted. I think everyone thought that with Lady Gaga coming in, that you would have had oh. some in them in Arkham Asylum. That that is a prime location for them to do a musical, and that that has me a bit worried if that's not actually what it's going to be. Weird. Yeah, there's some Masonic news. No one really cares about that. I mean, you don't care. Christian Ritter is Rouge the Bat. It's a good casting, in my opinion. <laughs> I like I like it. They're, they're, they're making Sonic 3, basically Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which is one of the best Sonic games ever made. Uh, yeah, is... but I, I don't know, man. None of the characters, like Knuckles isn't really Knuckles from that game. He's a goofy boy, though. Idris Elba plays him well. He does. It, look, it looks cool, and that show looks cool, but that is not the character from that game. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. But I am excited to see who's going to get cast as Shadow. Everyone else has been cast. Shadow's the only one that has not been cast yet. I feel like it's going to be kept under wraps until the trailer comes out. As was, I hope he's got was. guns, bro. I hope he, he's got he's guns. He's got to have guns. That's his thing. He's got the gun, especially that standalone Shadow game when he had like that Xbox game where he was just killing people nonstop. That was peak. Shadow. He didn't have it in uh, he didn't have it in Adventure Battle Two though. I don't think he had guns. But damn, I hope they have Chows or something. Man, just give me that game as a movie, dude. Ah, play as Hero or Dark. Uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap up. <laughs> We're wrapping up Cine News there. There's not much more to talk about there. Why don't you give me some stuff that you watched this week, Mike? Sure, buddy. Uh, I watched Madam Web. You want to hear my thoughts? Next. Uh, I watched The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, no. You actually watched it? I did. Uh, it actually started off pretty interesting. Um, like, it could have been it could have been a really cool movie. It just never really builds on anything. And um, it just kind of falls flat, like, immediately. You're sort of just stuck there watching it. It's pretty boring. There's not really much more to say about that movie. Watch The Beekeeper. Which I already mentioned, Jason Statham. It's a little beekeeper. Uh, it is just like if you had to make like I literally think they just said AI write a movie Jason Statham's in, and then they just pump that out. It was it was pretty good actually. Like with a it's lot just of enjoyable. A ton of bee puns. Jason Statham just shoots stuff and What's is your like favorite I'm going to kill everybody. Uh, to be or not to be? No, they don't actually say that in the movie. Yes, sir. Was it a straight face uh, too? Yeah. Oh, God. oh, yeah, yeah. All the bee puns are like, they all think they're clever. No one's trying to make you laugh. Like, they're <laughs> saying them as, like, it's it's weird. Josh Hutcherson's a really bad villain, but uh, he kind of played played a tech tech little nerd kind of well. Okay. Tech, tech D-bag. It's honestly, it's so, on yeah. my watch list. Out of all the movies. I would actually, like, I would year? I would actually recommend it. It was, it's, it, it was pretty fun. I know someone time. that has this as their number one film by default on their list. Yeah, it, it could have been mine if I didn't watch this next movie. Okay. Marmalade. Have you heard of this movie? I haven't. I saw you reviewed this, but I still don't really know what it is. So it's this movie with um, Joe Keery, the Stranger Things guy. Big hair. Camilla Marone and Aldous who, Hodge. Who, Aldous Hodge, <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know where I found this or like what this was, but it was really, really good. And it is just this random heist movie with Joe Keery and Camilla Marone. And it's just like Joe Keery. I'm not going to spoil it because the final act of this movie is genuinely like awesome. And just like a sick thrill ride movie itself is like, it's pretty low budget. It's not like anything special that you're seeing, but it's two like really, really good performances. Like, I've known Joe Keery only through Stranger Things. I haven't really seen him anything else, but he like put on a really good show. I wouldn't say it was like this dude can act, but like he was so fun in this movie and I like really recommend it. It's about this dude who goes to prison for robbing a bank and then he meets this uh his cellmate and the cellmates him and him are going to try to break out and while they're doing that, he's like telling him the story of like how he met this girl and they robbed a bank and like that's all I'll leave you with. But I, I think okay. you would really like it personally. It's really, really fun. Great movie. 
some sick, sick stuff happens in it, man. So I like give that one a shout. That's my, that's my big recommendation. I, I, I don't really know what Camilla Marone was in, but like she was sensational. She like steals the show. I she's think so she's, good in this movie. she's gonna start getting a career now because everyone started to pay attention with her with Daisy Jones. That was her big breakout role. She was Daisy Jones. Oh, okay, she okay. was, she wasn't Daisy Jones. She was the but, wife. But she, yeah, she was um, in that movie. Yeah, she's, she's the, really good TV in that show. series. So yeah, when it, you said the cast, I saw the cast. Like Joe Curie, I've also like. I've seen him outside of Stranger Things and Spree. I didn't like the movie, but he's really good in that movie. And Aldous Hodge has been great in like basically everything I've seen him in. So uh, I'm going to add that to my watch list. What'd you give that one? Four stars. Okay. I really, really like that movie. So I wouldn't say it's like, the year, hey? like it's not going to be a theater. Currently, yeah, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like theatrically. Like if we saw this in theaters or something, like, I don't know. But like as a movie, it seems like a streaming movie, a little lower budget, really interesting. Yeah, I looked Interesting it up. Interesting stuff there. It had like a very, very limited theatrical release and was put out on VOD. And normally those are like never really good vibes for a lot of movies was, coming out. It was quite awesome. Okay, I'm going to add that uh, to my list. It's directed by Kiro Doyle or O'Donnell, which I don't know. He's an actor. This is his first movie he's directed. He was in Wedding Crashers, American Sniper, Planet of the Apes, Gifted, Paul Blart. Paul Blart Malka. Wow, he's in a ton of stuff. Guess he's just an actor. Good for him. It's a really good movie. Solid stuff. Sweet. Uh, and then I watched um, Gangs in New York, which I re- used to really like as a kid. It's the Scorsese movie with Leo DiCaprio and Cameron Diaz's Irish accent. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis is sick. Leo's not really full Leo yet, but like almost peak Leo. Um, and then Cameron Diaz is there. It's pretty pretty long and just not as good as i remember it man sorry i'm like trying to think of that movie and just ugh. really tough it was tough to like again because it's just so much going for it that's so wrong and everybody's doing an irish accent who's not irish and you could just tell and like this movie got dunked on because cameron diaz is doing an irish accent and it's like terrible but like a lot of the other people in this movie are equally terrible just hire irish actors I don't understand. You're Martin Scorsese. Stupid. Anyway, go on. What'd you watch? That's all you watch for the week? That's it, buddy. So I'm still kind of staying away from movies at the, at right now. I've been on a massive TV binge of basically starting every single TV show in the world. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to start. I started the first episode of Peaky Blinders. I've been told for literally as long as I can live now to watch Peaky Blinders. I tried a while ago and I never really could get into it. Start it now because the it's, movie, uh, movie's coming it's, out. Uh, have I? I would not recommend that show. Well, I got to get through it all. I got I to watch the first seasons. It. The first season's really good. I'll give you that. And then once Tom Hardy's in it, it's kind of interesting. But I I can't get behind that show, man. It's too much just walking away from stuff. It's a lot of uh, a lot of British accents. A lot of peaky pick up Do you like Do you like like Doctor Who and stuff? I have not watched a single episode of Doctor Who in my life. What about Sherlock? No, neither. I have not watched that either. Which I love both the Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch. So you would think that I would have liked that show, but I have not seen it. Same energy, man. British Same stuff, way. like British shows, usually tend to feel pretty cheap. 
in my eyes, like the way that they're they're shot. Oh, the buddy, you're made. you're about to watch Peaky Blinders. I know, I know, I oh, I know. I'm well aware. You already feel it. You already <laughs> I, feel I, that. I feel it. I feel it. It's got the same thing there. Uh, so I'll continue that as it goes on. I think that one might be a little bit slower because I have another one that I am going to start, but I have not started yet. But I did also start uh, X Men: The Animated Series. If this was like one of the most iconic series for a lot of people growing up, I just missed it. Uh, so I. They were not, we renewed it. It's coming out next month on Disney Plus with a lot of people who really cared about the original series. And the trailer came out. I thought it looked really cool. So I was like, eh, let's watch the series. It's like pretty short. It's only five seasons. It's pretty good. Like, there's a lot of really funny jokes in it, too. It, it looks good, like for a cartoon as well. I, the voice acting is really good. I And like, genuinely, the X Men are some of the coolest characters in superheroes and really the political warfare between them is like why it's worth to watch it. Uh, and so I want to yeah, see like the shows peak. awesome. I want to see peak of it. Watched it all. We used to rent it from uh, blockbuster. You watched all of it. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to be doing an X-Men 97 review? Yeah. Why not? All right. I guess we can do that. Uh, Halo season two. I was not a fan of the first season of Halo. I love the Halo games. I've played every single one of the games on Xbox. And See, that's how I know you're not a true Halo fan, though. Why? True Halo fans would not play four and after, buddy. <sighs> okay. You fair. kept playing after uh, at four? I liked four. I thought five was kind of pushing it a little oh, bit. And then buddy. I did not like the newest one. It's uh, not very good. But the TV show, like, there's so much lore with Halo that it works perfectly in a television show. And they have just not decided to not touch any of it in the first season. And there's a reason that they completely reworked all the creative to try to make it a little bit more darker, try to make it a little bit more in tone with the games, with a brand new showrunner who's actually done television. Wow, surprise, surprise. Getting someone who works on television is a good thing. Uh, in the first two episodes, like the first one especially, like you can kind of feel the difference. It's pretty noticeable, pretty jarring. And they're going for a pretty major storyline in Reach. And a lot of Reach fans like that might peak your ears for a reason because Reach like genuinely is considered like, probably the best of the Halo stories, and that's what huh. like, they're seemingly going no. for. That's not true at all. But I do love, love Reach. Reach. I think I think Reach is the second best one. Okay, that's fair. Halo Halo Three is a lot of people's like favorite culmination. I'm a Reach guy, so that's why I'm kind of excited yeah, about it. I, I loved Reach. Reach had the best multiplayer. Halo Three had like sick multiplayer, but Reach I think perfected it, and then it just four. Ah! People like to complain. Ruined it. Ruined the game, bro. People like to complain about the show a lot because the first season is genuinely kind of boring. And then you see Master Chief's ass a lot of the times, or as I like to call him, Master Cheeks. Uh, Pablo Schreiber, I think, is good. I think he's a good Master Chief. It was just kind of the rest of the supporting cast that I didn't care for. And it looks like they're kind of trying to focus more on Chief this season, which is good. The action in the first episode was really good. Second episode, kind of boring. I was not a fan of the second episode. Uh, But I'll keep going. Cortana, they give her this wild makeover she looks like a karen now i don't know why they decided to change her i it, i think her design is massively inferior to the one from the prior season but maybe there's a reason for that i don't want to get into spoiler reasons as to why she might look different because they might have some explanation as to why uh but it's a it's better than the first season so far so i'll continue to watch it and then i will give my thoughts at the end of the season as Is well. it worth watching? I used to watch all like the Xbox like exclusive videos that they had. It looks like good. the little 
It looks short. It's a very high budget show, and if you like sci-fi, it might be up your alley. I just I think the first season's really boring, and that Quan character overshadows a lot of the first season, and she still is in the second season, just not as much so far. So fingers crossed, she's not in it a lot. I just they introduced new characters, and they just decide to focus on them instead of like Chief and Cortana, which it doesn't make any sense. But maybe like you might like it. So it could be worth watching if you want to get a quick nap through some of the episodes in the first season. And then I started the newest series, which also perfectly transitions us into what comes out this week. Uh, Dynasty, the New England Patriots story came out on Apple TV. They did do a Tom Brady documentary in 2021, just after he left the Patriots called Man on Man, whatever it was, Man in the Moon. Is that a? Is that a Michael Jackson song? Man in the Arena. That's what it is. Uh, I didn't, that one's not very good, and I stopped watching it. It's very low budget, and it doesn't feel like they put a lot of effort into this. This feels like they actually are very in tune to telling the whole story. And from the first two episodes, it feels in kin with The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Like It's very high budget. It's got a lot of really interesting interviews, and they're not really holding back, which is exciting. I have seen some quotes that have come out about the show what they're saying and i'm worried it's going to be as a patriots fan a bill belichick hit piece so if it gets that way i'm not going to be as excited towards the end but so far the first two episodes it's uh it's really fun and it's cool to revisit a lot of that stuff especially as a patriots fan who grew up during the dynasty and then hopped on about halfway through to get to the earlier parts of it uh like it's it's pretty interesting so I, i think it's worth a watch if you guys like football it's very much like quarterbacks style for me you know why Michael Jordan made that documentary? To say that he's better than LeBron. Yeah. You know why? You know why the Patriots might be making that documentary? Because he is better than Patrick Mahomes. We're not getting into a football yeah. debate. That's no, that's, that's fine. But I'm just saying, he's scared. He might be scared. Just saying. Just saying. I, don't want I watched all the, um, the, uh, the mic'd up Super Bowls from, I think it went back to uh pretty far atlanta page atlanta patriots even the one before it might have been it, it went back pretty far but mm-hmm. i like i watched them all the other night because i couldn't go to sleep wild what stuff thing man. They, those things night. are really well made they're like quite good i could not watch chiefs eagles but they were they were quite i did watch uh eagles patriots that's a great one yeah no we don't need to talk about that one that one's okay uh <laughs> let's get into what comes out this week no movies as we've mentioned last week, we covered the movies and you're not watching Madam Web, so don't do that. As for TV shows this week, Young Sheldon is doing its final season as a big Young Sheldor, as Mike likes to call it. I know he's very excited for that season. Dynasty, as yes, I mentioned, sir. came out on Friday. There's a new Snoopy TV show. If you guys like Snoopy, that came out on Apple TV+. Plus. And on Sunday, The Simpsons coming back for like its 8,000th season. And that's about it. So just not too much coming out, really. It's a it's a dead period. I feel like we're in a nice holding period until Dune comes out, when things will start to kick into period, and then soon April, which is my most anticipated month, will be coming out. I'm holding on to that. It's it's tough, Mike. It's tough to talk about stuff that you don't really like about, you know. Yeah, and now that football is over, like my entire life revolves around sports, and it's really annoying when <laughs> the sports teams aren't very good. Like the Raptors watching it's painful, bro. I gave it watching Pacers, Leafs. That was, was a, that was a very good game, and you were on TV a lot watching. Uh, watching um, the Leafs is just 
the least it doesn't matter. No game matters. We're in like the grind of this season. It's so annoying. And then I and then I have the, just the worst time watching soccer because it's the only actual sport I care about, and it just breaks my heart early in the freaking morning. Ruins the rest of my day if they lose. Like it's, it, I don't even know why I like sports anymore, man. It, everything just sucks for me. That's okay. You God, got, you got movies to to carry you through, even though we're waiting. Yeah, thank God I saw Madam Web. Yeah, uh, we'll be back next week with what I don't know. There's <laughs> not really a movie for us to go watch, so we'll figure it out. Maybe one of the guests that we teased will be on for that one. But Mike, let's wrap this up. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe, and please give that five stars on all of those apps. Please, we really need it. We got. A lot of hate on TikTok, so people are coming in review bombing, so that's not very nice. Um, yeah, but if please, you're one of those people, also, don't, don't do that. That's that's so lame. Review bombing is like, grow up. Also, um, follow the TikTok if you like to get mad, or if hey, you know, we just repost some clips from these. Maybe maybe you'll like those. Uh, the steam on the the zone of interest one kind of slowed down a bit. So I think we might have peaked at seven sixty thousand there so that's that thank you guys so much that was, that was pretty cool um we're trying still trying to figure out that algorithm so please follow us on tiktok follow us on twitter my jose collins jake underscore schultz six with no t why would schultz not have a t but oh well there you go and that's us thank you guys for listening to Sidmates pod we'll be back next week uh and i guess we might not have a review but actually you know what go watch marmalade and uh we'll watch lisa frankenstein how about that oh, you said yes to lisa frankenstein let's go